Bro. Hi, this is Justin Roberts, and you are listening to Three Count Thursday. Hope you enjoy. A little bit of the bubbly. I did it for the rock. Give me what I want. Everyone has a price for the million dollar man. <laughs> it's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. Mamma mia! Three ain't enough now, I need five. Welcome in Jim, Ryan, Matt, Tim, and intern Mark. They think they got the answers. I change the questions. up everybody three count thursday we are with you we are not live but uh special times call for special circumstances and that's exactly what we're doing we're sitting here tuesday night after wrestlemania the fallout from the raw after mania and everything uh that happened over the past three days in uh in the world of wwe and we are glad to uh to bring you this a wrestlemania recap um, do not do not worry, though you cannot see us on a camera. We are socially distant on this recording. Um, there's only two of us in the entire show that are even in the same town. That is Ryan and myself. Uh, we are not in the same building, um, and uh, most of us are not even in the same town as each other. So we take social distancing very seriously uh, here at Three Count Thursday. So. Uh, let's bring in now. Tim unfortunately is not with us this evening, um, but uh, we have Ryan, we have Mark, intern Mark, and we have Matt uh, on the line. So, guys, the first and and most important question is uh, is how are you guys? Are you guys doing well? Ryan, are you doing well? I, I, I guess I forgot that not everybody can can see me, and we can't. So, uh, Ryan, are you doing well? Yeah, there we go. We're going to definitely have to make sure we pass off to one another with, like, a dedicated format here. Um, you know, Three Count Thursday, always the professionals. We ironed all of this out before we went live. Obviously. Or live to tape, whatever we're doing here. Jim, I'm doing well. I am as essential as I can be. I am uh, in my own little studio. I have a little bar next to me. So uh, probably going to crack into some sort of booze here while while I'm doing this. I don't know. I've got a little bit of Jameson, a little Cappy Morgan. Wait, I don't know what I'm going to do. Is that a, so is, I'm going to have a drink. Is that a, sh- is that a shoot, Ryan? You legit have alcohol? That's a shoot. Shit. That's a shoot. Shit. I'll take a picture. I'll put it up on Patreon. Wow. Um, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's. Salsa. That's, that's uh, a surprise. I, I have not known you to, 
to drink very often, but I mean, given all the circumstances, you are you are more than welcome to uh, to partake in a in a beverage or two. Uh, Matt, how are you doing? No complaints at this point. Uh, it is my week in terms of our office and the rotation to be in the actual office as opposed to working from home. So um, it's kind of weird to be out on the roads and see like 14 cars the whole way there. But uh, is what it is. Here we are. Social distancing three count Thursday, the pants optional episode of the show. Uh, mine are already off. So don't know about you guys. Um, I'll be fine. I mean, I've I've been at home, uh, with the exception of like walking around my neighborhood. I've I've been in my house. Um, tom- uh, tomorrow will be for three weeks straight. Um, so I have worn pants less time in the last three weeks than I've worn pants. And when I say pants, I mean like gym shorts. Um, I'm as I'm as casually dressed as can possibly be throughout all of this, which if you know me, that's my daily attire anyway. Um, intern Mark, how are you? It has been a long time since we have talked to you. Uh, how are you doing over there at Hottenstein Estates? Hey, I, things are good. I'm doing well. I miss all you guys. But I'm chugging along. Given the circumstances, we're doing pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Now, pretty good. I, I do want to give one programming update. Uh, I have added two sound bites to the soundboard one of them is one ryan sent me like easily two months ago and i never got around to do it so that is this guy right here mega hard. that is that is john cena rapping that he is mega hard, mega hard. and um you guys can hear those right yes good good thank god and then um this gem from the movie tommy boy what'd you do I feel like those are uh, are are both will fit our show both tonight and moving forward very very well. Um so I did want to add that. Um I I don't even really know excuse me, I don't even know like where uh to begin because like this <clears throat> was just such a weird year for mania obviously with everything going on. Um <clears throat> got a tickle in my throat. Don't worry, I'm fine. Um but uh, let's just start overall, like going going into it and coming out of it. Like, how did you guys like think this was going to go? And did the whole presentation of the weekend? And we'll dig into the weekend. Did it? Uh, did they surprise you? Were you disappointed? Whatever. We'll start with you, Ryan. Jim, I'm so glad that you're, you've chosen to start with me. I, um, going into it, I was, I was signed on. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to really enjoy myself watching this. It's, it's not going to be for me. Um, some people are going to love it. Some people aren't. But um, really at the end, Jim, I, I was really, really surprised at how many, like, loops and twists and turns it really took. And um, I ended up really, really enjoying myself. And I'll probably watch Tiger King again. <laughs> Dude, I, I feel like we may have to do some sort of something on Tiger King ourselves just because, I mean, the the, the craziness of that. Um, 
it was it was nuts in and of itself. I mean, if you have not watched Tiger King, the majority of you who are hearing our voices, you have the time, you have the Netflix. Just do it. Just do it. Just please just do it. But honestly, the same things apply to WrestleMania. <laughs> awesome. I didn't think I was going to love it. Ended up really enjoying it. Um, Matt, uh, how about you? Like from, from pre-mania to post-mania, uh, just kind of general thoughts. I'm glad you clarified because you initially said how did the presentation of the weekend go, and I thought we were talking about the weekend, the performing artist who gave us the song that introed us in here. So now that I know we're talking about the actual <laughs> presentation of Mania, um, I don't know. I I think of all of us, it was weird going in. Like you guys were all bummed, and I was like kind of okay with what was happening. I, I felt like I was the optimistic WWE fan going into the weekend, which was kind of odd for me because that's <laughs> never the case um and i think that everything just kind of lived up to what it was it was just a nice escape for all of us wrestling fans so it i don't think i could have necessarily been too disappointed even with any finishes because it couldn't have been worse than anything we've seen in the past uh so it was just kind of nice to get that that kind of live sport atmosphere for those two nights and it, it didn't really matter to me what happened in the end, except for one match, which did go the way I wanted to. So that's that's where we ended up. Yeah, uh, intern Mark um, from pre mania, post mania. Um, you know what? What? Where were you at? Well, I'll tell you what. First of all, the uh, that song by the weekend. I can't think of the name of it, but if you watch uh, TikTok, that. Little clip of that uh, audio is on there quite a bit with people dancing. It's a blinding, blinding lights, and that thing has been playing in my head. I mean, just, just for days, just for days and weeks. Yeah, yeah, very eighties. I love it. Every time I hear it, even for wrestling, I think of the uh, people dancing on TikTok. Maybe we could do that one of these shows. Oh Jesus! Um, I'll leave that up to one of you guys. Um, If you guys want to take the lead on the on the TikToking. I, I'm not even sure if we have a TikTok page uh for the show. We can, we can make one. Nor at our age uh and and weight. I don't know if I uh, we might exceed the weight <laughs> limit for TikTok. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure uh how that works, but I mean Jack we Black be... is a TikTok sensation, so I feel like we could get away with it. Oh that's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> We'd be the biggest thing on TikTok. That that is one hundred percent true, for sure. But uh, but anyway, the uh, yeah for the the weekend, the actual uh, Saturday Sunday weekend, not the performing artist. The I went in with very low expectations. I had very low excitement, but I was pleasantly surprised, and I was all in by Sunday night. Hashtag all in. I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, it was weird. Like for me and yeah, I I think you hit the, I think you hit the nail pretty squarely on the head there, Matt, because, um, you know, most of the time I'm the, you know, me and, and Tim, who's, who's again, not, not joining us tonight. Um, you know, we're the ones that are always kind of like, you know, maybe, maybe just give this a shot. Maybe just 
try and see this out, you know, on, on anything that like the WWE does. Um, and, and, and here was the thing. The last time we were live on the air, um, was it'll be, it'll be a month. It'll be four weeks. Um, from, from this Thursday, that was the last time Ryan was sitting here at my right. And, um, you know, I, I, I think, I think I'd even said at that point, I think we were discussing because the WWE was still committing to, we're going to have WrestleMania in some form or fashion. We're not canceling. And, you know, I think I was like, they probably should have just canceled, you know? And even once we knew it was in the PC and everything was in the PC and Florida was locked down and I was like, well, I mean, if it's on, I'm going to watch it. And I, and that was the stance I had taken. I wasn't, I wasn't like super jazzed up about it. Cause I'm like, it, it is weird, you know, SmackDown and raw and NXT and, and AEW, all of it, all these shows they're doing their best. And I, and I commend every person that's, that's putting on the shows. It wasn't that, um, but like, it's just, it's different. It's weird. It's, it's, it, it's not something we're accustomed to. Um, so I'm like, we're, they're going to give us, you know, 16 matches or, or whatever it ended up being of, of, of this, of how, how is that going to work? So I, I was, I was under the, the mindset of I'm going to watch it, but I, I wasn't crazy excited. I mean, as it started to build and I, and I, and I watched some old manias in the days leading up to it, I tried to make it feel as wrestlemania ish as as possible um and then then the 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 last well i'm I'm getting some sort of crazy echo from somebody who changed something who did something um holy crap what who's and this is the beauty of uh of of social distancing um the Smackdown before Mania, the closing segment with the Fiend and John Cena and and, and the the way it ended, that that really kind of hooked me in. And coming out of Mania, I I couldn't have been more happy about the two days because for two nights, for three hours each night, um, I, I didn't think about all of this stuff, and you know. When 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 looking at and when grading this year's WrestleMania and, and we'll we'll after we go through this we'll give our letter grades, but like for me and this is just for me when when looking at this WrestleMania and this whole period of time really, um, it, it, it's kind of held in a capsule all its own. So, you know, same no different than the Raw after Mania last night. Like I know a lot of people were like, I saw some people on Twitter going, oh they're just giving us a tag team rematch from WrestleMania. I'm like. Well, there was only so many people that are allowed in a building at a time. There's only so many people that they're traveling into Florida um, to to do these tapings. And it's probably the majority of them are people that live in and around Orlando. um, So they don't have to travel as many people in. Uh, So, yeah, uh, you know, for me, I just kind of hold all of this stuff in in its own special world. And, um, you know, it's... For me, the way I, I look at it, the way I grade it, the way I view a lot of the matches is basically how is this how does this make me feel? And hopefully when we come out on the other side of this, and we will eventually, if you look, you know, across the pond, um, 
everywhere else that was ahead of us on what's going on here um, is slowly beginning to improve. So we're going to come out on the other side. My hope is for me and, and for hopefully for a lot of people is we can maybe look at things a little bit differently, both in wrestling and the world in general, and, and just kind of how does this make me feel, you know, and, and, and can I escape into this and, and, and not be as, I don't know, uh, I don't want to use the word smart, but in a, in a way it's kind of what I'm saying because I, I kind of let the wrestling take over for a couple of days and man, did it feel good. Yeah, Jim, I think that's something that a lot of us are, are doing. Um, especially those like, you know, have a, have a hand in independent wrestling, what we were doing, um, you know, on the weekends, things like that. We actually talked about that. I think, uh, recording our, our prediction show, how like I miss independent wrestling. I miss, um, even the dumb things like I'll never, or I'll be, it'll be a long time before I like bitch about starting late at an independent hmm, show. Right. Oh, uh, independent timing. We're 30 minutes late or whatever. Doctor's not here. Uh, at least we have independent wrestling. So things like that, it's going to make me really kind of cherish what I have um, coming back out of this. And you're right. Like I, I, I'll be the first to admit, I wasn't watching a ton of SmackDowns and Raws heading into WrestleMania. So I wasn't fatigued on seeing the no fans. Action. So uh, it was, it was a unique experience. Um, I'm sure we're going to go over some numbers, but this proves to be a very historic WrestleMania for the WWE. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would call it a success. Sure. Yeah. And all right, let's, let's dig into it. I, I don't think we obviously, uh, need to go like match by match on the entire card. Um, because, you know, I think it would just, it, we would be here forever. <laughs> um, but, you know, for, for me, you know, the 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 match. I, I I thought the show started. You know, Saturday night started well. Um, kickoff match, kickoff match. Uh, women's tag I thought was really good. The first the first one that that I think of of note noteworthiness um, on the card was Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler, um, because I I think if you look at the last couple of months leading up towards this event, um, obviously you know Royal Rumble and the NXT. Uh, women in the Royal Rumble were were very dominant, um, and you also had uh, the Elimination Chamber where uh, Shayna Baszler literally just destroyed everybody <laughs> um, in the Women's Elimination Chamber, and it was like, okay, um, we're pretty sure she's gonna win. Like I, I you know, I, I just kind of reserved myself to okay, she she's the perfect one to to uh, dethrone Becky Lynch. The match itself. Um, it was only eight minutes uh, and 30 seconds. And this, among some other ones throughout the entire weekend, um, felt like a very fast finish. Um, and, and maybe we can kind of talk about that as a whole. Um, but, but this match specifically um, kind of had the, uh, the Bretton Piper finish from, from WrestleMania 8, where it was like kind of a, a quick reversal pin. And, you know, the, the, I was I was very surprised. I was surprised the women's tag team titles switched, um, <clears throat> but I was surprised by this one too. And it it, it just uh, man, I'm still getting an echo from somebody every couple of seconds. Um, but it was just it was just one of those ones where I went, this really doesn't make sense. 
And I don't know if if maybe it's because they the, the uncertainty of what the next X number of weeks of programming will be and can look like. I, I read this evening that they're working on um a, a series of tapings over the next like day or two to get us through the next, I don't know, month, six weeks. I, I didn't read exactly how long and they were strict that, you know, they're gonna change out and disinfect like ropes and turnbuckles and canvas between every match. Um, which is good. I mean, obviously they're they're doing their best to uh, you know, keep everybody safe. Uh so you know, I it just this this result um this result just really kind of kind of surprised me. Um uh, uh Ryan, we'll go to you. Yeah, I, I I was shocked at like the time of that match. I was like, wow, that's really quick. But that's also like the what well, what happened if you get caught? You know, you got caught in a quick pin and the match ended. Like I was I was actually okay with it once I really dissected and, and like let it all just play out. Um you know, I feel like Baszler got caught and that's how the match ended. So, you know, to have that finish after fifteen minutes I might have been a little more bummed about it. But uh you know, but kinda like Lynch caught Shayna Baszler. Plenty of meat left on this bone. So um eight minutes thirty seconds is fine. They did seem like shorter matches. Again, they kept it to three hours and three hours ish. So yeah, I'm I'm okay with it, man. Short matches. We had nine matches each night, I think. So yeah. I'm fine with that. Uh, how about you, Matt? Uh, I mean, I, I didn't get the result at first. I still really don't. Um, you know, it, we, we saw Shanna just kind of go through the entire women's roster. So to see it end like that is, is very kind of meh. Um, so I guess it, it kind of just, builds for someone else to be the one to take down Becky. I just don't know who that could be with how much they build up Shayna. And if they are going to make it her down the road, I don't think Shayna's built for that kind of role. Like, I don't see her succeeding in the chase. She doesn't have that kind of sympathetic era to her. So, it, I mean, it, I'm not going to say I'd, wasn't happy because I love Becky Lynch. It just confused me, and I, I still don't really see where they're going with it. Um, before before Mark uh, gets on this response, I, to me the only the only thing that really makes a lot of sense would be if Ronda Rousey would come back, but I, I don't I don't see that happening in the current state of affairs, like. You know, is maybe WWE is hoping that um, that we get SummerSlam and Ronda comes back for SummerSlam and wins the title from Becky. But let's be honest, you know, SummerSlam's like four months out, and I know that sounds like a long time, but there's no guarantee that there's a SummerSlam like in a stadium or an arena with like a bunch of people in a crowd. Um, and I hope there is like, I hope that, you know, we get through this like quicker than everybody anticipates. Um, but you know, we, we already pretty much know money in the bank is not going to happen in Baltimore. We pretty much know that AEW double or nothing is not going to happen in Las Vegas next month. Um, 
you know, I, I, when when you're talking about like college football, NFL, they're the, you know they're looking at potentially moving their season back or not having fans. That's in the fall and winter, so like SummerSlam's probably not going to be SummerSlam like we wish it was. So, you know, at some point you either have to like just kind of suspend title defenses or, um, you know, just roll with the punches because like. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't know. I don't know how it all makes sense. Uh sorry to 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 jump in front of you there, Mark. Uh your thoughts on the Raw women's title. That's okay. You can jump in front of me. The uh, I think I pretty much agree with everybody else. I was a bit disappointed in the time. I was hoping to go a little longer and the finish did seem rushed. And the first thing I thought of too was the uh Bret Hart Roddy Piper finish at WrestleMania eight, I think it was. Yeah. It was very similar. Um <laughs> I was a little disappointed with the overall match, and I can't help but wonder, had this uh, been held at the stadium and you know, the coronavirus wasn't happening, if we'd see different results for some of these matches, I really think we would have. Yeah, I mean, let's kind of look at that, because like, instead of kind of going match to match, and if there's a particular match maybe that um, <clears throat> that you guys want to want to touch on, we can do that. But like looking down over the card, I, I think there are – you know, at least a handful of match, close to a handful of matches that that would have gone a a different result or a completely different way than with uh than than with the situation that w- that we are dealing with. Um, this is one of them. I think Shayna wins if it's if it's in the stadium. Um, obviously Roman Reigns probably would have beaten Goldberg. Like I think the title's moving off of Goldberg either way. Um. We don't get a boneyard match. Uh, we don't get a Firefly Funhouse match. We don't get a um, how long was that one? Thirty-six minute, thirty-five second last man standing match between Edge and Randy Orton. Um, you know, I think Drew McIntyre still wins. We don't get what they showed on freaking Raw last night, and we'll get we'll touch on that. Um, but, but those ones at least, um, I, I think are, are, are matches that, that are at least different or book different or whatever. Um, be, but because of the situation, you know, it, it, it kind of dictated some things. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do, I, yeah, I definitely do think that the, coronavirus and the empty building and the recordings and all of that I think played into um a, a change with 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 some of this show not just from who was on it but um how how some of the matches played out Ryan Ryan you I think are you muted Ryan Are you awake Ryan Earth to Ryan. He might be doing something. Omega Hawk. Um Matt, your your thoughts on uh you know the 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 venue and the situation kind of dictating some of what we saw and some of what happened. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely an interesting point. I mean it it was one that I thought could play a role and then it didn't end up going in the direction that I thought. Like I thought we would see 
the belt stay on Goldberg, stay on Brock, just because of the uncertainty and Vince wanting to have a big name having the belts with everything going on to just keep drawing people in to watch on TV since there's not going to be any live stuff for the foreseeable future here. So um, I, I don't know. Like, I definitely think Roman wins if he participates, but I was kind of surprised to see the Goldberg result. Happy that it happened, but still kind of surprised. And, and definitely I think that played a role in what happened with um, Shayna and, and Becky Lynch. And, um, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but also played a role in what happened with Charlotte winning the belt. Oh, right, right. Um, yeah, if for anyone that hasn't hasn't heard or hasn't seen, it's it's being reported now. This hasn't obviously been confirmed, but um, it, it would seem logical uh, that Rhea Ripley has uh, had to return to Australia, uh, where she is from, because her work visa has expired, um, and uh, and once she arrives there, she'll have to go into two week quarantine because of international travel, um, and uh, obviously with everything going on. There is uh, no um, no word on, on when she'll be able to get another visa uh, and return here to work. So obviously um, a, a very unfortunate situation. Uh, we hope that she is obviously uh, safe and healthy, um, but a uh, very unfortunate situation because you you know we, we talked on our on our preview and in the weeks leading up like it's such a huge opportunity for her, a huge opportunity for NXT and the brand and the. NXT women's title and and now obviously that uh and 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 obviously the NXT brand with Charlotte as the champion uh certainly um could be doing just fine uh but uh, obviously a a bump in the road um for Rhea Ripley so we we uh we we obviously hope that she uh she is okay um but uh yeah I mean any other thoughts uh intern Mark Ryan I don't know if you're if you're back if you're back with us, I don't know if you were muted. If you had, uh, you know, went for a snack or something, um, I'm back with this. Woo! Right. Um, you know, we, we were we were talking about the um, the situation that that is going on right now, dictating uh, some of the booking decisions uh, from this weekend. I didn't even know the Jersey Shore was involved this week. <laughs> what a dick. connected somehow. I'm sorry, my guys. It's okay. Um, it happens. I think you can look at the, the triple threat ladder match and realize they made, you know, chicken salad out of chicken shit when, like, the Miz couldn't show up and how they had to piece together that. And it ended up being probably one of my favorite matches from night one. So, yeah, I mean, coronavirus sucks. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, intern Mark, any thoughts? Um, I, I, you had kind of spurred the topic. So, um, any, any other thoughts on, on, you know, the situation dictating this, uh, this weekend? Well, you know, I really wanted to see what the uh, pirate scene would look like in the stadium. I was disappointed in that as well. I was looking forward to that the whole year, honestly. Yeah. I, you know, and, and here's the thing I know, I know I put a tweet out, um, <clears throat> that, at some point, I, I I would just hope that, uh, or you know, I wish that WWE would at least like show us some like renderings of of what the stage would have looked like, um, and and maybe they aren't because I I have 
seeing that WWE is heavily considering um, WrestleMania 38 being in Tampa. Um, you know, it be basically giving them the uh, the the mulligan based on scenario, um, and just and and having it there uh, in two years. Obviously, in Hollywood next year, three hundred and fifty five days from tonight, um, as we record. Now we can also talk about this here. Um, is 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 the the the, the two night um thing we'll we'll, we'll hit on. <clears throat> that it could potentially change, but as scheduled, 355 days from now. Uh, so you know maybe they're just going to wait and they're going to they're going to redo uh, the, the the pirate theme. I don't know because there was so much potential there. Um, obviously, like I, I I even said to my my wife and and I'll get I'll give her this. Um, she sat and watched both nights with me till uh, about 10 o'clock or a little bit a little before 10. I think she went before the boneyard match which she missed out on that one on Saturday. But um, <clears throat> between two and a half and three hours each night, she uh, she she stayed now. Wasn't as you know keenly tuned in as I was, but she uh, she played along. So uh, I'll give her I'll give her credit being a trooper on that one. Um, but yeah, I, it, it, it was uh, obviously just uh, just a bummer. Um, to, all right, let's let's talk about maybe what what was, and let's let's put it this way: outside of the boneyard match, because we'll talk about that in and of itself. Outside of the boneyard match, what was your match of the night for night number one? Uh, we'll start with you, Ryan. Night number one match of the night: Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, the no DQ match. Oh. Um, hated the, the the false finish in the middle there. It was done. Um, brought it back, it up really, really uh, a much better match after it restarted um, under the no DQ stipulation. So I'll, I'll go with uh, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. All right, Matt, how about you? Yep, same exact match. Um, I remember I, I messaged you guys immediately with the DQ finish. Was very upset, um, but they redeemed themselves, and I thought that the the storytelling in that one was absolutely incredible. I thought that it was important that Owens get his WrestleMania moment finally, and I think they did it in the perfect possible way. All right, uh, Mark, your match of the night for night number one. Well, I'll tell you what, this might sound a little weird, but I really enjoyed the women's tag team match, which uh, I thought it really kind of set the pace for the rest of the show. I, I really uh, thoroughly enjoyed it much, much more than I thought I was going to. Even though I do like all four participants, I didn't think it'd be one of my favorites, but I think it was for the night. Yeah, no, I thought that I thought that was a it was a real strong start. Like when when uh, Bliss's music hit, um, <clears throat> right when the show came on the air, I was like, "Huh, interesting choice to start." Um, but uh, I also think that has to do with Oscar. Like if if there has been an MVP of WWE uh, since they've gone to the empty buildings. It's Oscar. Like for for every like fear and concern and 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 rumor about like Vince doesn't understand Japanese wrestlers and you know and 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 maybe every one of those concerns is valid as it pertains to Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, but like over the past couple weeks and months um, since we have seen you know the the, the Oscar promos and the Kyrie Sane promos and then throughout this empty building stuff between Oscar on commentary, I think she's wrestled every. On every single show, main event included, apparently from what I hear on Twitter, I don't watch main event. 
Um, but you know, she has been, she has been really carrying the product, um, as much, if not more than, than everybody else. So, um, it, it, it was a good start as for my match of, uh, night number one, it is, it, it was, it's a close one, but I'm giving the, the edge to the, the SmackDown tag team championship, triple threat ladder match with only three competitors. Um, when, when they, they made the change and, and, you know, everybody was like, how can you have a tag team match with, you know, singles competitors? And it's like, look, normally like, even if I would try to like justify it, it would still seem weird and not okay. But like these are, and not to sound cliche, these are just, you know, unprecedented circumstances. So, um, I, I was like, okay, whatever. It, it's a, it's a tough situation. Let's see, see how the match goes. And I just, I thought it was so good. I, I really did. Um, and even the way that, that the match came to an end, um, was, what was, was so well done. I'm happy that Miz and Morrison, uh, are, are still the tag team chance, but yeah, Rollins and Owen uh, and Owens was, uh, was spectacular as well. Um, now let's talk about the Boneyard match. Um, cause you know, when, when the match was announced, I was, I much like all of us, what's a Boneyard match? And then when Undertaker gave his promo on the, on the last raw before WrestleMania, it seemed pretty evident that we were not getting the dead man. And I'm like, Oh crap. Cause like, I just, I, I was never really into, you know, American badass Mark Calloway. Um, I want, I want my undertaker with, with the bell and the gong and the druids and the smoke and the lightning and all of that. I don't, I don't want a guy with tobacco in his lip and, uh, and a motorcycle and, uh, limb biscuit. So, um, when when we've kind of figured out that we were getting the biker, I was like, okay, okay, let's let's just find out what a boneyard match is. And there there was no way that I would have ever envisioned this match and what they did to be as good, as great, as perfect, or you know any any wonderful adjective you can put in here. Um, I, I would have not anticipated. I loved every second of the Boneyard match from the entrances to just, I mean, it, it was, to me, it was perfection like this. It, it was, it was so well done. So well done. Uh, Ryan. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start by saying, I don't need to see a lot of these matches. I'm going to make that abundantly clear. This was as close to perfection as they could have made it from the gong and, and, and the hearse rolling in to then AJ Styles coming out and like spoofing the whole thing to Metallica jam. I don't, uh, what was it called? I don't even know what it was called. Um, but a bad answer. Oh, crap. Let me look it, look it up. I have it. I have it right here. Um, don't play it. Don't play it. No, 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 no. no I'm not going to play it. They'll shut. They'll shut our shit down, like it, like it's going out of style. Um, 
has us wiretapped because we said the word Metallica. Probably, yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, let me just let me just now, find it. Now that we're dead, yeah, that's the one. I just say I just looked it up. So, um, man, uh, oh my god, I was like, what? What is this? This is going to be another like broken hearty compound thing, and and it blew it away. Yeah, this was top notch. The WWE at its absolute finest, a perfect piece of entertainment to wrap up night one of WrestleMania. Matt. Yeah, I I did not know what to expect. And going in, like, of all the matches, I think this was the one where I was like, this is going to really disappoint me, I think. And it didn't. <laughs> um, I, I was on the edge of my seat. I loved every second of it. I loved the the campy horror movie feel to it um, as a big film guy in general. I think it's just the production of that match was flawless to me. Um, I like Druids. I like AJ coming out in the coffin. I just, everything about this was just what they should have done. They, they nailed this. They knocked this one out of the park. Yeah. How about you intern Mark? I'll tell you what, I wanted more of it. I liked it so much. It was fantastic. It was like watching a movie more so than a wrestling match, but it was it was so good from start to finish. Uh yeah, and and Ryan, I I'm with you. Like I don't, you know, I saw a lot of people like there better be one of these type of matches on every WrestleMania for the next 5 years or, you know, WWE needs to do more of these. I I'm not necessarily in that camp. Like if it makes sense, and we're still in kind of a weird situation, um, you know, two months from now or whatever. If if it can make sense and you want to do something off-site um, and and shoot it cinematically, sure. But I I don't need I don't need a boneyard match every year. I don't you know I don't need Sting and the Undertaker in a boneyard match next year. So like for the people that are saying that, um, I mean if that's what you want, that's fine. I don't really want that. I don't. I actually don't need another boneyard match, <laughs> um, you know. And again, like if if you have to if you have to do something, or if you want to because you know that it that it can work, then then maybe you can try it. But I I don't think because of the success of this, um, that it that it needs to happen. But obviously, because of the success of this, we know WWE. There's gonna be more of this, <laughs> um. But yeah, I I don't I don't necessarily uh, need it. Um, but yeah, it 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 surpassed just anything and everything that I that I could have thought that it would be in more. I, I think I, I ended up seeing that it was um, it was shot over what eight hours, uh, six different cameras. I think it took multiple days uh, to, uh, to set up. So, I mean, it it was, it was, it was a legit shoot. And let's, let's think about this because, and and we'll talk about the Firefly Funhouse, which was, I think, fantastic in its own way. Um, but both of them were, I, from what I understand, produced, um, and overseen by Jeremy Borash. Let's walk back five years, uh, 10 years and, and, and have somebody tell you, Jeremy Borash is going to put together the two best, um, moments from from WrestleMania 36, and uh, I think all of us would have probably laughed at that person out of the building. 
Um, but yeah, it 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 uh, it was. I think the 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 perfect close to uh, to night one of uh, of WrestleMania. Uh, let's let's shift now. Let's shift to night number two. Um, and let's before we jump into to any specifics, to you guys, which night was better? Which did you enjoy more, night one or night two? Uh, Ryan, we'll go to you first. Oh, man, night two for the in-ring action, although night one absolutely stole it with that barnyard. Or with barnyard. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the barnyard. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to say night one. Okay. Uh, Matt. Ah, uh, yeah, night one, I think, overall, had more of the, the moments that just resonated with me. How about you, Mark? You know what? I'm going to go with night two just to be different. Actually, I thought <laughs> night two, I enjoyed it a little bit more, but not by much. They were both very good nights and uh, very entertaining nights. Um, overall for me, I, I, I think it's night one. Um, and if you look at the, if you just look at the two cards, like night two was the more stack card. And maybe that's, maybe that's why the, and, or maybe it's just because like, I, I just had that, like the WrestleMania high coming off of, uh, of night one. Not, I'm not taking anything away from night two, uh, because it was really good and it gave us some really awesome moments. But uh, yeah, overall, I think night one uh, struck with me a little bit more. Um, so uh, kicking it right off, Charlotte Flair uh, and Rhea Ripley um, with an absolute uh, fantastic match to, to open up night two. Uh, obviously, the 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 surprise um, to me anyway of of Charlotte Flair winning. Now we probably know why. Um, I think one of the funnier takeaways from this one is just how many people and I think we even talked about it in our group text I know my brother like called me because because I, I gave him my uh my network log and he doesn't he doesn't really watch wrestling um you know on a regular basis this was probably the first Wrestlemania he's watched you know in in any fashion in, in at least a couple of years uh as it as it was on um and uh he goes he, he calls me and he's like so I had a real hard time telling uh, his girlfriend. He's like, I had a really hard time telling her that I was watching wrestling and not something else uh, during that opening match. And I think we uh, we all commented uh, on that one, but uh, it, it it provided some humorous headlines. I think I saw one uh, from from a um, uh, you know a, a satire site that said. You know, something about like WWE fans uh, in trouble with their wives because they because of caught watching porn or something. But uh, no, it was it was a uh, it was an awesome it was an awesome opener. Um, besides the edge match, it was the the, the longest of the night uh, at twenty thirty, and and I think it set a really good tone for the for the night. Ryan, Jim, I'm I'm gonna give that one like the wrestling match of the weekend would belong to Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley for me. I think that was my favorite wrestling match. Um, you know, in, in the squared circle, if you will, they got very vocal. No doubt about that. Um, I just feel like there were moments that that would have played to the crowd so well. And it would have just really, really created some great moments 
um, with, with fan reactions that unfortunately we're never going to know. But, uh, yeah, this, this, was, uh, this was a banger of a match for sure. Uh, Matt. Yeah, I was I was kind of surprised to see it start off the night, but I think it it did well to do that because it was from like a wrestling purist standpoint the probably the best one we would see. Um, you know, I mean, we've all made the comments about the awkwardness of the ring being empty um, and the sounds coming out, but I I think that it just. For those two, I think that they were just caught up in the moment, too. Like, I think they both knew how important their match was going to be uh, with this being such an unprecedented WrestleMania. And I think they kind of put on a hell of a show just to, like, say, hey, it's, it's still wrestling. You guys can still enjoy this. Yeah, great way to put it. Uh, intern Mark. Yeah, I enjoyed that match thoroughly and the build-up to it. I had a great story going into it. Um, yeah, it was just a fantastic match. Um, and I was okay with Charlotte taking the belt. That was fine. Um, you know, and also, as I think about it, just the fact that uh, there were so many women's matches and women involved in WrestleMania this year and five years ago, that wasn't necessarily the case. I mean, women's wrestling, if you really think about it, how far it came in to have uh, – a match like that, the match of the weekend is pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, ab- absolutely. I mean, you know, you go from last year that, you know, the women were main eventing this year. Obviously, so there was tons of women's matches on the card. Uh, Liv Morgan got a uh, got the, got the win over Natalia in the in the kickoff show uh, on Sunday night. There was, you know, there was there was plenty of uh, of women's matches um, to go around. Um you know, Otis got the big win. Let's 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 move to the the last man standing match, though. Um, and and I think the the one of the the most common complaint I saw from this one is uh, the length of the match. Um, and I mean, it was a long match. There, there's there's no there's obviously no way around the fact that that this was a long match. Um, it it did seem like it drug a little bit at times um but much like the boneyard match much like the firefly funhouse match um this is the only year where you're gonna you're gonna get a 36 minute last man standing match because if you do if you do what they did for that length of time in front of a crowd even an arena crowd on a regular pay-per-view, it ain't going to be pretty. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Is you spend that much time away from the ring area, that crowd's turning. Um, so to me, you know, I, I look, I, I, I kind of, again, look at, look at the whole thing in a capsule. And if there's going to be two guys that are going to go for that long and both to the point of just absolute physical exhaustion, to you, to where you're wondering, is he really going to throw this guy off of a trailer? Which didn't happen. Um, it's going to be Edge and Randy Orton with the story that was told. So yeah, it, it it was a little long, but I loved it. I loved that match. Um, I don't ever need to see that long of a last man standing match ever again, and I hope we don't because. If we do, it means we're all under quarantine again, and and I don't, 
I don't want to be stuck in my house again for this long and even longer because we're not done yet. Um, you know, so again, in this capsule, I love it. And man, but I, I tell you what, and, and, and Edge isn't the only, the only one like Drew McIntyre, Rhea Ripley. There's, there's multiple people on this card that I, you know, Kevin Owens even that I go, man, this is such, this, this is such a bummer because, and if, if you guys haven't watched the WWE 24 uh, on edge, watch it. You absolutely need to watch it. It's phenomenal. But for not for for being away nine years, and you come back at WrestleMania to a, you know a four foot ramp in an empty building, like it just there has to be some degree. And Edge will never say it, even in any any interviews. Probably that's got to suck. It just it does. It has to suck. Some at, at, on some level that has to suck for him. Uh, Ryan, your thoughts on the last man standing? Jim, it is the second longest match in WrestleMania history. Seriously? It is the second longest match in the history of WrestleMania. Wow. To the last man standing match. Nope. Nope. The Iron Man. The match. Iron Man. The Brett, Brett and Sean. Wow. Yeah, this is there the hasn't been man. another match. I guess not. Damn. Damn. WWE doesn't do long matches. Uncle Dave told us that. <laughs> That's true. That's and true. He told us a lot. This is, the reason, this is the reason WWE doesn't. Because people bitch about it. That's true. So the Japan crowd is used to seeing these matches 30-some minutes long, 40-some minutes long. The WWE audience is not. I felt it was a little too long for my liking. It could have ended 6-7 minutes earlier and i'd have been fine with it um fun match weird that they went with the whole like i'm gonna choke you on the workout machine but, uh, <laughs> you noticed that huh yeah everybody did that's not a that's not that felt a little uncomfortable but um what'd you do yeah, yeah just a little too long for me yeah yeah okay i mean that, that's fair that's fair uh matt your thoughts on the uh on the last man standing Way too long, a hundred percent. I uh, I enjoyed it, but towards the end, I was like, "All right, let's wrap this up." Uh, <laughs> it, it was just once they got to the top of the truck, I was like, if, "If we're not going off the truck, and I don't think we should, why are we getting up here to begin with?" Um, so at that point, I was just kind of checked out. But it was it was a cool match overall. I liked kind of seeing what all the different layers of the um, training facility have down in there with like, I don't know, I guess a garage where you can just build whatever you want um, to, to just throw people through, which is pretty <laughs> cool. But I mean, otherwise, once we got to like minute, whatever, I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> all right. Uh, intern Mark. Hello there. Uh, same thing. It was definitely went too long. I did enjoy it, but then it, drug there for a while and honestly uh here in orton and edge moaning quite a bit in pain was uncomfortable at times <laughs> but <laughs> other than that it was it, it was a good match but yeah definitely too long i think um i think rollins and orton had the best groans of the weekend um 
not uh, not the painful groans. I think we we can agree that Charlotte and Rhea had the best grunts or or whatever we want to label those as uh, for the weekend. But in terms of like pain groans, I think uh, Rollins and and Orton um, uh, won the weekend there. Um, let's bounce ahead to, uh, I thought that with the, the SmackDown women's title, the fatal five way, um, I thought that match got really good when it was down to Bailey and Lacey Evans. Um, because I thought for sure it was coming down to Bailey and Sasha, my brother, you know, he had texted me. He's like, this thing's definitely coming down to uh, Bailey and Sasha. So we got a little bit of a swerve there. Um, and then it was like, you know, the it was like, are they are they going to switch? Is is Lacey going to get the win? I th- okay, Sasha's definitely going to help Lacey here. Um, and then she obviously didn't. Um, so it, you know, it, it it was it was an interesting way to to end it. I thought, again, I thought Lacey and Bailey um, really did a good job once it got down to to those two. Um, Ryan. Yeah, um, it's kind of suspect, Jim, that you skipped over Liv Morgan beating Natalia. I mean, I mentioned it. (laughs) I I just feel like you didn't talk about it. Um, Wait, I don't. I thought we don't talk pre-show matches on this show. Yeah, but this is this is this is different. This was Natty in the pre-show. Okay, I mean, we can talk about it. No, it sucked. Um. There was. Um, I'm just. I'm really shocked. Samina didn't uh, do better in this match. Um, something, something, killing people, killer instinct. Lacey Evans, there he is. Really cute. Looked attractive, and Bailey won. That's that's my take on that. Didn't love the match. All right, uh, I think this match had the opportunity to be one of the better matches of the night, of the weekend, and it ended up being one of the worst, in my opinion. Um, Didn't love the finish. Didn't love, if you're not going to go with the obvious finish of Sasha versus Bailey, then you need to give us something new, and instead we just got same old shit. Um, And, I mean, Tamina being in there... (laughs) infuriated me regardless <laughs> but and we got the whole team bad thing and then the super kick like they they just tried way too hard to like be clever with the match and it all just fell flat i would have liked to see in the new championship i hate bailey's haircut I hate <laughs> bailey as a heel you know give it to lacy let sasha have a wrestlemania moment i mean for god's sake it, put it on Tamina if you really want to be different, but just, <laughs> they just did nothing that they could have. Uh-huh. Um, Two thumbs like down. Just, I feel like Matt just created a, a soundbite we have to get, and it's just him saying, same old shit. Yeah, I might have to uh, I might have to, to dig it's around right. on the timestamp on that one, because that's pretty solid. Like um, uh, Mark, your thoughts on uh, the women's sure. Fatal Five way? I'll tell you, first of all, I'm sorry if Matt's upset. Matt, I'm sorry that match upset you. You're, you're very upset. Um, I, I, the match was okay. I mean, it wasn't one of my favorites, but I was okay with Bailey retaining. And honestly, they could still play out this uh, Sasha Bailey thing for another another year at the rate they're going. Um, 
Tamina, I honestly am surprised she's still with the company. I just, I don't get her. I think she had a lot, a lot of potential, but they just, she's just a miss in my book. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, that's why I like specified when, when it got down to Lacey and Bailey, I thought it it got good because the rest of it, I, I did not enjoy. So like this, this was, this was definitely in terms of fatal five ways. Like it was definitely a non-preferred. Uh, I would have, I would have just rather it had been Lacey and, and Bailey with Sasha on the outside <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, had the question of is Sasha going to turn or, or isn't she? Um, she, all right. It was just originally going to be a five way. They made it the fatal five way when they added to Nina <laughs> that made it the fatal version. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's talk Firefly Funhouse because, um, this one, like after the Boneyard match on on Saturday night, I was like, "Oh man!" Like all of a sudden, this match to me like ha- has like a high bar that that it has to clear. Um, because I figured you know they shot this off site in some like you know hack ass mansion that some twisted demented uh you know the creation of of Bray Wyatt and the Fiend. Um, and it was not what I expected at all. Um, looking back at it from, from, there was a a tweet from somebody that I saw that it makes kind of a lot of sense why they went about it the way they did. Um, you know, cause it was, it was just, it was just completely different and they kind of, it was, it was the fiend making John Cena relive his whole entire career. Uh, I loved Bray singing the uh the Nikki Bella's theme song um I loved Cena coming out in the ruthless aggression tights with the smackdown fist um it it was it was so weird and I don't even think I've I've like processed it all I I this and probably the boneyard match like I'm gonna have to go back and watch again uh at least one more time just to process everything that um that that happened in this thing um and and it was it was like as perfect to me you know, the, the looking at it as the boneyard match was but for so many completely different reasons um i i absolutely loved it um you know it looks like they were protecting cena because you know he can't really afford to get hurt he's a you know he's a movie star and all of that now and um, yeah, I, th- I thought the whole thing was pulled off just, just so extremely well. I, I, I freaking loved it. Um, yeah, absolutely loved it. Ryan. Yeah, man. I, uh, I was in the boat of like, good luck following that coming out of the boneyard match. And, um, they, they swerved me real, real good. You have John Cena's music hit. And he comes out to the ring, and I was like, "The fuck is? I guess yeah. we're getting into." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, you got to be shitting! It's just going to be a match." <laughs> and I like instantly got like, "Oh no, this is not going to be good." But oh my god, what what a gamble the WWE took putting this match together. Yeah, like it could have just not gone over at all. But but people were witty enough, and it really 
paid off if you were a wrestling fan for a long time. You got to really enjoy this match because you witnessed these things happening in real time to then be thrown back in the face of John Cena. You have to be a smart enough fan to realize, like, Bray Wyatt was singing just a quick verse of Nikki's theme song. Like, that's brilliant. And it really, really paid you. If you were a smart wrestling fan and you've watched for a while, there was a ton of, like, little things in there that just made sense to you. Beautifully told story. And fuck anybody that says the WWE doesn't tell stories. Because this was the most well-told story in the past, I don't know how many years. Beautifully done. A plus. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, I, I saw somebody uh, tweet out Sunday Sunday night after this aired. It's like, that match, that segment was a reward for people who are longtime fans and pay attention. Like, and, and I think you, you, yeah, you hit it, you hit it square on the head there, Ryan is like, if you, if, if you know, and, and you are a, a longtime fan like this, this match, um, you know, it, 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 it gave you plenty to, to tie back to, um, Matt, your thoughts on the Funhouse? Uh, I thought it was just perfect. There, there wasn't anything that I would change from how they did it. I've, I've seen people say, well, they should have done this. They could have done this. And that's fine. Um, it's just for what I wanted from that match, they they really gave it to me. I mean, it, they had The Fiend come out looking strong. Um, I mean, this sets the tone for what we're going to see from The Fiend moving forward. I loved every single nod to the past of John Cena and the past to just wrestling in general. I thought that it just it just worked on so many different levels and at no point like when it started to when it finished was I at all nervous that they were going to do the wrong thing like once it started I was like okay they listened they got it we're getting retribution yeah uh intern mark yeah I'll tell you what that firefly funhouse was uh I call it a masterpiece it was that good from start to finish fantastic well done the uh, that NWO piece, boy, when that came on, I absolutely popped. It popped me big time, Jim. Oh, dude, that that was like so it, it, it. Yeah, every every part of it, every part of it. I'm trying to find the uh, trying to find the tweet from the from the. Uh, oh, here it was two tweets from the New Age Insiders um, on uh, on Sunday night during this. One said, if you ever needed proof Bray Wyatt doesn't need titles to get his job done, you're looking at it. Uh, and then when the match is over, he said, well, the Firefly Funhouse was absolutely perfect beginning to end. And if Bray Wyatt walked away tomorrow, he's left his mark on pro wrestling. And those those two tweets, I think, sum it up extremely well. Because, and and here was the thing, I, at, at some point with the, with the popularity like surge of The Fiend, like it was it was pretty obvious that we were going to see him win a title but but i think all of us said back when the fiend even first debuted that this is one of those characters that doesn't need one 
that doesn't really ever need one. And unfortunately, like when we got it and the way he lost it, like, and, and I'll, you can, we can revisit how mad I was after super Sandown, And I still, I still hate the decision to have him lose to Goldberg. Okay. I hate it. I do. But like, that is so far in the rearview mirror now. Um, after this build to the John Cena match and the retribution for Bray and the Fiend, and now God only knows what what can what this character can do coming after this matchup, and after you know after finally avenging what happened at WrestleMania 30, um, it, like sky's the limit. But again, don't you don't need a title. You you don't. Um, you know, he can just continue to prey on people for forever and a day. And, and then, I mean, at some point, cause I like my brother had an interesting theory that like, you know, if, if like John Cena beats him, like maybe it just, the fiend just goes away and we just Bray Wyatt's Bray Wyatt. And eventually that we're probably going to get to a point where the fiend does go away and Bray Wyatt's just Bray Wyatt, but there's, there's still so much left, um, with the fiend, but, but yeah, the, this, I, I agree with with what you said, Matt. Like the the minute the thing started, there was there was never any fear um, that that it would that somehow John was going to win at the end. Like you could tell from 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 the moment things got awkward that that it, this was going to be the Fiend's night. Jim up rocks. Um who I know we, we've shared some stuff from them before, um, just has a great breakdown of, of the whole thing. I mean, even some subtle things that I wasn't necessarily picking up on, like the very beginning, you know, in the dark room with Vince McMahon, like that's the moment before he was even created because Vince essentially created John Cena himself. Um, like I, I didn't, I didn't really get that. I got the whole like ruthless aggression part and like wanting to impress Vince McMahon. But like the dark room without without anything, like it's just it's so brilliantly done. The whole way to the end, like where he swung the chair, and and he finally like did a heel thing, and then to come out like Mark said in NWO black and white, like that popped the hell out of me. Um, yeah, you know, to see Cena, you know, finally do the unthinkable and like swing that chair six years ago when he could have, which is what the fans just wanted. He won and instead he chose like, and then the WWE, whatever, chose the status quo to keep him, you know, keep him, keep him what he was, even keel. Uh, just, just absolutely brilliant. And again, uh, you said it earlier, if, if Jeremy Borash had any part of this, Jeremy Borash has like paid back whatever the WWE has paid him double, triple time already. Like his value is, is, is these two matches. I know he was involved in, in the taker match which was just, again, brilliantly done. This was so different than that. Um, I, I'm still not sure. Like, the, the night I saw it, I was like, God, do I, do I love that? Or did I hate that? Like, I don't, I don't know what I, I don't know what I saw. I've watched it three times since, and I absolutely love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm still not totally sure what, what I saw. I know I loved it. I'm still, again, I'm still not totally sure what I saw with a Boneyard match. And I'm still not even totally sure what a boneyard match is, um, but I know I loved it. Uh, so, um, you know, kudos to to everyone involved for putting those two together. Um, 
All right, let's talk about Drew and Lesnar, but but kind of all together the two like title matches because I think both both title matches pretty similar over the two nights. Um, you had two guys uh, in each match uh, that basically just did their finishers for a total of uh, six minutes and forty five seconds. Were your two world men's world title matches uh, at WrestleMania? Braun Strowman defeated Goldberg in two ten. Drew McIntyre defeated Brock Lesnar in 435. Um, I, I think that both of those matches would have been about the same if we were in the big stadium in Tampa. Um, the Goldberg match might have even been shorter uh, because I think it would have just been, you know, Goldberg hits a spear, Reigns pops up, hits a spear, and then hits the Superman punch, and then we go. Um I think the Drew and Lesnar match was booked 100% the way that it would have been booked in the big stadium in Tampa. Um, I There is no person on the WWE roster that I feel worse for this weekend than the man who beat Brock Lesnar for the WWE championship. This moment was meant to happen in front of a stadium full of like 70,000 or if the WWE announced it 97,000 um I th- this the culmination of Drew's leaving WWE creating the name for himself you know outside of the WWE coming back the the journey through NXT Royal Rumble eliminating Brock Lesnar um you know eliminating Roman Reigns to win the Rumble you know, all the stuff in the build to this match. Um, and then to, to win it in an empty building when you're, when you're, you know, standing on top of a, the top rope and your arms practically hitting the roof of a, of the warehouse performance center because you're in an empty building and there's, there's no crowd there. Um, obviously Drew McIntyre, uh, totally deserving of this spot and winning the title and all that. But man, I, I legit, and maybe it's cause I also watched like the, the, the documentary thing and you could see how pissed he was the way all of this stuff kind of went down. Um, obviously it, there was nothing that we, any of us could do to stop it. Um, but like you could just, you could just tell just how frustrated and disappointed that he is. Uh, over this whole situation, and and I legit just felt terrible for Drew McIntyre when that bell rang. Uh, Ryan, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, my, my my quick thoughts really are: I don't need to see WWE or Universal Championship matches that are like this anymore. I'm I'm over the two big guys, five, six, seven finishers, and then one finally does it. I'm over those style of matches. I don't need to see them again. Long, long time. I definitely feel bad for Drew McIntyre. Here's a guy who's taken his finish, the Claymore kick that we've seen now since he's come back, NXT and above, and turned it into like a fan interaction. The one, two, three, and the Claymore kick for this moment at WrestleMania that you can have an entire football arena, a football stadium chanting with you one, two, three, kick Brock Lesnar, beat him at WrestleMania. And then pyro and just crazy shit going off. And that's the end scene of WrestleMania. I am gutted 
for Drew McIntyre, yeah. and I hope he gets that moment somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, I think gutted, gutted is such a way to put it. like it. it this is the moment that because like here's the thing: I love Brock Lesnar. I still love Brock Lesnar. I don't need to see Brock with a title. Um, I will like I'm not going to be in the camp that's going to like hate it if he ever gets one again. But I don't ever need to see it again. But I I love Brock Lesnar, and I was like, I was so happy because like at the Royal Rumble, I'm like, oh, Drew's winning the belt at WrestleMania. Like he's finally the one. This like from the time Lesnar beat the undertaker at wrestlemania 30 the, the basically the whole length of time we've been on the air uh he's never he's never really like put anybody over like this and the whole way to the, and, and it's just man this yeah gutted gutted is the perfect word ryan gutted is the perfect word this was the moment for like wrestling fans to not shit on the end of wrestlemania right wrong or indifferent and, and and we didn't get that chance. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on on this or both title matches? I mean, I, I'm with Ryan here. I, I don't need to see any more matches where they it's just finisher, finisher. I've been over those matches since we saw The Rock versus Cena. One, one time in a million for the third time where it was just rock bottom attitude adjustment, people's elbow, STF for like 16 minutes. Um, so please, WWE, let's cut it out. Um, in terms of Drew McIntyre missing out his moment, like I, I feel for the guy too. You know, he'd be, you know, the one of the surviving members of the three-man band <laughs> finally getting that title. Uh, sorry, Heath Slater. And just not getting to really enjoy that moment like he should have it sucks for him so i i do hope that we get to see him get that moment down the road uh, but to be fair i mean i don't think that match would have been memorable anyway even if there was the crowd there would have been some interaction and some definitely some cheers but it still would have been a boring match as a fan to watch yeah uh inter mark yeah, I agree with Matt. It was uh, the match was boring. A typical Lesnar match, but I was so happy to see uh, McIntyre take the title. But same thing in the empty arena, it just wasn't the same. It really took away from his moment, which is a shame. But oh, what are you gonna do? Right. Yeah. And and here's the thing. Like, I, I, obviously, it would not shock me if we if Goldberg or Lesnar, one of those two. Uh, or that type ends up with the title again, but I, if you if you look at like the the majority of the roster and and the way that NXT's developed, and if you look at every competitor that was on this show, I think it was almost like a fifty fifty split of people that have come through NXT. Um, so if there's any positive sign in terms of like getting away from those type of title matches. I, I think we're on the safer side um, of history that th there's a pretty good chance that we're not going to kind of get those situations anymore because the, the guys that are starting to rise up um, and, and get towards the, the top of the roster um, are no longer from, you know, the ruthless aggression and, um, you know, subsequent years. Like, it, it, we're we're kind of at the point where, like, 
wrestling has worked its way back into the entertainment. So um, I, I think there's a there's a better than not chance that um, those days are are kind of behind us in terms of those uh, type of title matches. So um, let's uh, as we as we begin to start to kind of wrap uh, wrap the weekend up, uh, as you will. Um, let's give a letter grade for WrestleMania this year. We will start with you, Ryan. What is your letter grade for WrestleMania 36? WrestleMania 36, no doubt a historic WrestleMania that will go down in history. We're all going to look back at this time and hopefully, uh, look at it fondly that we did what we had to do in social distancing and this and that, and it might've sucked but the WWE did what they could. And for that, I will give them a B. All right. Uh, Matt, what letter grade do you give WrestleMania 36? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was some really good stuff, some really not so good stuff. Um, so basically what we would come to expect out of a WrestleMania. And for the most part, I, I tended grade WrestleMania is a little harder because it's supposed to be the greatest this time it was absolutely different, and so I'm going to give it a solid B plus, just because it was something that we desperately needed, and I think they did a great job with it. Awesome, intern Mark. What grade do you give WrestleMania 36? I would go ahead and give WrestleMania 36 a B plus as well. Um, I thought about it and I tried to think of uh, the matches, what it'd be like if it was in the arena. If I would still be give it the same grade, and I think I would have. Um, I think overall it was very entertaining, and I, I enjoyed it more so than some other years. So I'm I'm going to give it a solid B plus. Awesome. So I kind of I kind of put it out not as a uh, official the three count question of the week, um, but I, I did put it out uh, today uh, on our uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Devin gives this one uh, gives this one an A. Chris said I'd give it a C. He said it seemed like more thought was put into night one than night two. Uh, especially when it came, when it came out to the Firefly Funhouse match, it looked more like one of those bad seventy horror B movies you can catch on a broadcast channel at one in the morning. Uh, Nick says, "You know all my gripes. We all know uh, you are going to give it an A." Speaking directly at me, but he said a solid B. Um, and Zach says, "Kind of a bad vibe with no fans." He says he did like the show, but gives it a C minus. Um, I'm absolutely giving this show an A. I, I probably have already said it on social media before. Um, and and the reason is this. Was it a perfect show? No. Was there stuff that I did not like on the show? Absolutely. Um, but again, and, and, and the thing that I will talk about in the short term and in the long term about this period of time is, is it's kind of its own little time capsule. And... Um, like I said earlier in the show, uh, tomorrow will be three weeks that I've basically been at my house. I've gone for walks, and uh, yesterday I went to pick up uh, dog food at the vet. Those are the times I've been away from my house uh, for the past three weeks. It has been this Thursday will be a month since we were live on the air, and Ryan was here in studio with me. Um, so, you know, it. it this has been... A couple of hard weeks. Like if you saw the thing I posted on our site, um, this has been hard. This has absolutely been one of the hardest like periods of time in in my life. It, 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 the the 
like the the mental part side of it. And for two nights, for three hours each night, um, I completely forgot about everything that was going on. And I watched WrestleMania. And to me, there is no more valuable thing in this world than being able to be entertained and to to put away the problems of the world, whether it's the current problems or just in general. Um, so t- to me, absolutely this show gets it gets an A from me because of what it did for me for for the for the for the two nights that it was on. One hundred percent without question. Um it, it it was it was what I needed. It's what a lot of us needed. Um and uh and and they delivered like only the WWE can at this point because um everything else is shut down. Um so before we wrap it up, uh <laughs> Last night on Raw, and overall, I thought the the Raw show wasn't bad. I mean, we we got more matches, like current matches, than we've gotten since they've gone to the Performance Center. Um, there was some good, there was some meh, uh, and they kept talking about the we're gonna find out what happened after WrestleMania, and they take us to after WrestleMania, and. The big show's music hits and immediately like all the good, all the good that I had felt for like two days in terms of wrestling, like just sank to the pit of my stomach. And I'm like, there is no way that they're going to do this. Is there like, and, and, and then as it's the moment started to play out, I'm going, oh my God. The Big Show is about to win the WWE Championship from Drew McIntyre. Not a day after he wins it. 27 minutes or whatever they told us it was after he wins it. And and and, and thank God they didn't do it. But that closing segment from last night's Raw was just awful. It was just awful awful they didn't have to do that they could have done anything to close out the mania weekend and 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 they they chose that that was a bad choice um and like it just no no i hated it i hated it i i i i absolutely hated it uh ryan your your thoughts on the close of the Raw after Mania. I didn't care for much of the Raw after Mania. Um, cool to see Bianca Belair finally get a call-up. That's, that's awesome. She's going to be an absolute star on that brand. Um, Apollo Crews is on Raw. I didn't know he wasn't on Raw. So, like, when his music hit, I was like, all right, this should be a decent match. Apollo Crews can go. And then they were like, oh, this is a draft choice. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know he wasn't there. Yeah, I honestly didn't remember. No freaking clue. Uh, Nia Jax coming back, whatever. Her five moves of doom. That's a huge bitch. That's not not far off. (laughs) And 
there's there's no need to ever. I don't need to see the Big Show wrestle again, man. No, I don't need to see it. I don't. No, I don't give a shit if he has a show on Netflix. If he has a show on the USA Network, I don't give a shit if he has a show on Fox. I don't need to see the Big Show in a WWE ring ever again. Has has anybody watched any any of the Big Show show yet? Absolutely not. No, I I don't have that kind of free time. <laughs> Mark, Matt, have you watched any of it yet? I know you were you kind of put it out there about if anybody wants to watch it and do some sort of a a, 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 a you know a review of it. Have you watched an episode yet? Uh oh, did we lose Matt? Oh, I think we had lost Matt. We definitely lost Matt. Um, I feel like Matt is far too embarrassed. Once we started talking about the big show, he bailed. He's like, nope, I know what they're going to ask. I'm done. <laughs> he was out. The embarrassment got him. Oh, yeah, he did. He, he did. He messaged a group because I can't I can't talk about this. I'm too embarrassed. Um, I, I yeah, I haven't watched the big show show yet. I will. I will watch it. I think it's clever. I saw a funny tweet and somebody said they should do a making of series about it and call it the big show show show. Um, so I thought that was a clever tweet. Um, Mark, Mark, any thoughts on, uh, on the close of raw after mania last night? Just, uh, just unnecessary. I, I don't get it at all. Unless you're just trying to get big show rub for his new show. I, I, show. I guess, so, but they didn't even mention it. That's the funniest of. part is they didn't even mention the big show show. I was yeah, like, I, wait a minute. So why? Just unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. I, I don't think, honestly, there's a wrestling fan today that wanted to see the big show again. No. In a ring. I really, I really don't. And like, I, I mean, the, yeah. I don't, just, and like, I, I, no. I, I believe there's certain people on the roster that you could have like done that with for Drew to win, like after he beats Brock Lesnar to, to have him like look stronger. I, the big show in 2020 is not that guy. So it, it, it just, nope. it was just, it was just very confusing. Again, I'm glad. I'm so glad that Drew retained. I can't believe I actually had to have to say that, that he retained, but whew, yeah, just WWE just don't do don't do that again. Just don't do that again. Yeah, imagine if the Big Show took the title off of Drew, that would drop the whole uh, Mania letter grade, don't you think? Oh God, Please. I mean, absolutely. I mean, like, I get things are chaotic, but like, you have the option to not be chaotic uh, when you're WWE right now. Um, so, uh, guys. I appreciate you know this is this has been great. I've, I've I'm happy to sit down and record, um, but uh, if they, let's uh, let's kind of close this thing out, uh, Ryan. Real if, quick, Jim. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Did you did you see some of the numbers that WWE was pulling in for this WrestleMania though? Uh, I did not. I mean, financially, this WrestleMania is going to hurt them. I saw somewhere it could be up to a twenty-two million dollar loss. Ooh. Revenue at the stadium for right. the multiple nights, um, merch sales. Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot. There's a lot that went into that $22 million number. Oh, sure. And it's basing it off of like last year's figures and stuff like that. 
I mean, you didn't have access and all the signings and all of the stuff that goes along with that. You didn't have, yeah, you didn't have the Hall of Fame, which is a is a merch grab. And then obviously, Mania, you didn't have Takeover. Um, you know, you didn't have Raw at a at an arena. Um, you know, the day after, yeah. I mean, it's it's a, yeah. I mean, and the city of Tampa too. I mean, obviously, you know, and with everything going on, I mean, cities and municipalities and stuff are taking hits left and right. And and for the city of Tampa, the, pff, you you're talking about a big loss there as well. Right. Not to mention all of the independent shows that have been up, uprooted and displaced because of this as well. Um, so a really a bum deal there. But WWE has set WrestleMania week viewership records, more than 967 million video views across the company's digital and social platforms. Now that's the networks, WWE.com, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat. Welcome to 2020. No shit. That is an increase of 20% over last year. Wow. That's a freaking number. Yeah. And, and I mean, here's the thing, you know, and, and one thing I did notice is like this WrestleMania, they did cut to ads between matches. Um, but it's, it's their only revenue for the show. So, you know, and, and, you know, I'm sure that each one of those social media spots, you, there was probably at least like WrestleMania brought to you by Snickers somewhere on yeah. the uh you know somewhere on it so yeah i mean they they at least had to make up some money somewhere i mean yeah it's it's without question a a tremendous loss for wwe um but wow those are those are some unbelievable numbers in in terms of the social media hits as well um 46 46 million hours of content viewed over wrestlemania week jeez Increase how many people i mean just the eyes they had on that product this weekend just phenomenal you can't ever wrap my head around that it's crazy uh, i i the thing i i would really love to know and i don't know if it'll ever if it'll ever come out or not is the number of paper I mean, pay-per-view buys you'll you'll be able to find out but the number of people that bought it through the fox sports app and through the fight app those are going to be some interesting like those are numbers that i'm i'm just curious about like I don't I don't know how many people bought it through those services but they were presented and here's the thing I think they were presented not for wrestling fans per se because wrestling fans probably already have the network or bought it on the network I think that's for people that I'm not gonna buy the WWE I'm not gonna download the WWE network I'm not a wrestling fan but if they're like hey there's gonna be a live you know entertainment event on the Fox Sports okay I'll check it out you know, Fight TV is more than just wrestling as well. So um, those are numbers that if they ever come out, I'm genuinely curious about. Because um, I know people are like, why would you put them on Fight TV? Nobody's going to buy it on there. Well, somebody will. Somebody they're not, will. They're not, they're not going to go through the trouble of doing that if they if they didn't know that there was an audience to get it on. Same with the Fox Sports app. Because here's the thing, you can, get, you, can, you can use the same argument, the same... Why would why would somebody spend fifty dollars or sixty dollars on WrestleMania on the Fight app when you have the WWE Network? So why is it on pay per view? Because people are still going to buy it on pay per view. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm curious once you know once the dust settles and, and we find out the numbers because uh, uh, you know you probably will at some point. Um, 
j- just exactly how how many uh people bought it through those but yeah some so those are some wild numbers man absolutely wild yeah, numbers and hey but before we get going i have, I have a fun little game oh. for you and mark okay now oh. Of the 19 people who won their matches last year at WrestleMania did not appear at this year's WrestleMania. Can you name them? So 12 of the people, you said 12 of the people that won matches at Mania last year were not on this Mania. Correct. 12 of the 19 people to win matches last year were not on this year's card. People dividing tag teams up. So a tag team would be two people. Okay. Um, Ronda Rousey. Oh, no. Ronda didn't win last year. Uh, Ryder, yeah, and Ronda, Ronda. Ryder and Hawkins. Yeah, Ryder yeah. and Hawkins for sure. Um, I'm going to try and do this without without like cheating and looking at last year's card. Um, oh, uh, Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon is one of them. The Miz. No, Miz lost. Yeah, Miz lost. Um, um, let's see, Kofi was Tony, Tony Nese, did he win last year? Tony Nese is one of them. Aha, uh-huh. well done, Mark. Um, trying to think, trying to think, trying to think. Mm. Seth was there. Women's tag. Oh, the... Oh, the, the, the two conics, yeah. The iconics. So that's what, Five. That, that is six. You guys are halfway so we're there. halfway home. Um, let's see. Strowman won the Battle Royal last year, and he was there this year. Let's see who. Who? All right. Who won the Intercontinental Title? Or oh, didn't Carmella win the women's match? Carmella. Aha! Well done, Mark. Um, man. It's just how, how, like, you know, you would think it'd be easier to remember year to year. I got, I got almost all of them. Um, I will wrap up for you guys. Roman Reigns. Oh, duh. Uh, Roman Reigns, of course. Oh, Triple H beat Batista. Triple H, there we go. Um, was the, uh, Balor, Balor, Finn Balor. Finn Balor, yep, you've got two left. Uh, Let's see. Kofi was there. He won. AJ was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Think of that big guy from California. Oh, Joey Samoe. Joey Samoe. Joey Samoe. Is that is that it? And Mark, you, that's one more, and this one's tough. I mean, it's one of technicality. The last one that didn't appear but won their match last year would be Jay Uso. Because Jimmy wrestled. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Fair. That's fair. But, yeah, we, yeah. Only only seven people that were victorious last year even wrestled in a match this year. Wild number to think crazy. about. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it really is. Um, all right, Ryan. Hey, we D- were there last year, Smokey. We were. We were there. And that was we one, this time where we probably, one year what? ago today you were – you were not even halfway through WrestleMania. We were just settling into our seats at this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, we were. Ryan, uh, any any closing thoughts here as we uh, as we close this thing out? No, no. Just just thank you to the WWE for allowing me to 
forget about life for a while. Um, so sing us a song, piano man. <laughs> sing us a song. That's what I was uh, no, when you said that. Oh, I had a really, really good time. Um, I'm thankful that they did it. I'm, I'm thankful that we can get together and do things like this still. Um, you know, in, in the days and ages of social distancing, it's, it's weird to see Fallon at home. Um, it's weird to see these, these artists performing concerts in, in their living rooms and shit. So uh, if we can get some content out to the listeners of Three Count Thursday, we're going to try to do it as much as we can. Yeah. Um, you know, to try to record, you know, small videos, something like that, just to get some content up on Facebook. Um, if anybody ever wants to record anything from us, like, just let us know. We'll, we'll try to get something up for you guys. But uh, thank you to the people that have, like, stuck by us and have messaged us and, like, checked if we were okay, things like that. I, it really goes a long, long way. We do have some awesome followers and some awesome fans. So uh, Yeah, no doubt. That's it. Like I said in my piece, everybody uh, stay safe. Keep a distance. Stay the hell away from me. And uh, <laughs> let's get over this together. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, intern Mark, any, anything to add? Yeah, I'll tell you what, I was really kind of, you know, I was thinking maybe they ought to postpone WrestleMania, not necessarily cancel it, but I'll tell you what, I'm very glad they went through with it. I very, very much enjoyed the show. It was a great distraction like we talked about earlier. Um, I think it's exactly what we needed. No, not just as wrestling fans, but, yeah, there were so many people as the numbers show that watched it who were probably just looking for some something different, live entertainment. And, yeah, like, once again, like we talked about earlier, it takes your mind off what's going on in the world. And that's what more could you ask for right now. I mean, I think it was, it was a great distraction, much needed. Yeah, yeah, and I I'm, I, I echo that uh, as well. And, and, and uh, you know, if, if you look at our social media pages, what I posted Sunday night um, was, again, just a thank you to WWE um, because it, it was – for some of us, it was needed more than for others, but we all needed it. Um, I'm one of those people who needed it more. And um, as WWE has been there for us and for me our entire lives, it again was there when we needed them the most. Um, and and I and I couldn't, I can't thank WWE enough. And I can't thank our fans and our listeners and yeah, the people who have reached out to us just to see how we're doing. Um, we're still here. It's a little different, um, but we're going to get through this thing. And um, again, you you hear it everywhere you go. But stay home unless you absolutely have to go out. Um, stay home. Stay distant from people. Uh, if you don't live with them, don't go see them right now. Um, that that's the rule. Like that is the rule. Um, and uh, and wash your damn hands. Um, and, uh, and we will talk to you whenever we talk to you again. Um, keep enjoying it. And I say this every time, stay safe people. Um, we love you and thank you. And, uh, we're signing off.